How you guys doing? It's the guys here from Blacktop Smack Talk. Definitely not um, a pod we wanted to do, um, given the recent um, news of a legend and, you know, other victims um, passing away. But we felt like it was appropriate for us to do an emergency podcast to kind of remember the legend that is Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, it's, it's been a tough couple of days for everybody. You know, if you're a fan of the game of basketball, uh, just a human being, you know, uh, unfortunately nine lives were taken from us far too soon on Sunday morning. And it's, it's been a very weird, um, time. It's been an emotional time for, you know, not only it's you know I'll, I'll say it first myself. I've I've been pretty emotional the past few days, and I'm not a very emotional person. I know my fellow pod guys have been pretty emotional. We talk so much every day about life and basketball, and uh, they've been pretty emotional as well. So we're just gonna sit here today and, and just really talk to you about Kobe and what he means to us. What he's done for us why we loved him why we hated him and just talk about memories um just remembering him today remembering his legacy you know we'll do this pod in his honor you know so you know yeah i was just gonna say it still doesn't seem real like i think i've said that on the chat a couple times but it's like kobe bryant's gone we're 48 hours 50 hours and it's yeah, still not right. real adam that was really good by the way oh thank you yeah you know, yeah it, it it doesn't see, it doesn't seem real man it you know and uh if you guys follow us on instagram we have we put out a post and it, it writing that post was hard because it's like how do you write a post about somebody you don't know but has had such an impact on like the game you love and and how do you do that? It, it it honestly feels like, you know, I was telling my guys this here, it just feels like you lost one of your homies. You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. Yeah. And I, I didn't really know the guy. I didn't know him at all. I, I rooted against him more than I cheered for him. But how how do you do that? So it's it's been very, very weird. You I think know? All, yeah, all you can do is talk about how he made you feel. Right. You know, whether you loved him or hate him, Kobe was cool with that. Right. You know? mm-hmm. He he embraced that. And yeah, um, no matter what. That means he's doing res- his thing. If you hate him, that means he's doing yeah. his thing right. I mean, and right. That means you respect him. Right. right. Absolutely. Either you, you don't hate the 11th man on the bench. Yeah. That, you know. There's a reason you hated him. He's probably killing your team. And right. Like exactly. I was saying is, growing up in Seattle, uh, well, so Kobe came in the league when I was 13. So he's like, mm-hmm. he's our era. You know, we were all 12, 13, or 14. He, he, yeah. he embodies our era, him and Iverson. Mm-hmm. But Kobe really is our whole adolescent and almost basically adult life. Right. So I don't know if I, there's an athlete whose name I've said more than his. Yeah. I've said Griffey a lot, and I've said LeBron a lot. Someone I think said, I've said Kobe the most. Someone said, uh, I thought this was kind of a good description. He's of, of, of our generation, he's the only, I mean, he's not the only superstar, but he's the biggest superstar that we've seen from the time started to end where we remember it. Like we, we remember saw everything into the league and we remember his 60 point game at the end. I remember right. prom with Moesha. Yeah. All that right. stuff. Like right. we saw he, he was basically our generation. I remember him rapping. <laughs> I have the vinyl. Thug, right. I have the really? poet. I swear to God. I still and have he it. was on, you know, he did a remix for say my name with destiny's child. Yeah. I oh, remember yeah. that. Um, so kind of like, so what's your guys' first like early font early memories of him? Like how did you come about to hearing him? Um Bruce, you're you know, you're here, you, you know. So what what's kind of been your earliest memories of Kobe? Um yeah, my earliest memories uh from him is just being the I always just remember the the mini fro. You know, mini fro number 8 Kobe. Um mm-hmm. just kind of 
the hype, a little bit of buzz around this 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 high schooler. You know, obviously back for our listeners, um, maybe some of the younger listeners that don't remember, you know, high school players used to be able to go um, <clears throat> straight to the league, and so just seeing another high school guy that, as Charlie alluded to earlier, that was, you know, close to our own age. You know, I'm um, most of us here on here are between. 36 and, and 30 or 35 to 38 years old on here. So just being able to see someone make that leap um, from high school to the pros was um, one of my earliest memories of them. And just, just being in awe and amazement of, of those guys that could do that. So right. as a guard, man, as a guard, the first guard to do it. Right. Pretty, yeah. I mean, KG. Yeah. KG was the year before. Yep. And then it was this big man like Kemp and, and then Moses Malone. Um, yeah, 96, the McDonald's All-America game, you know, he stood out. You know, of course, he's in the same class as my guy, Mike Bibby. So, you know, you hear about Kobe, you know, back then we didn't have the Internet. So, you know, it's TV, newspapers, um, books, magazines and whatnot. You mm-hmm. uh, like. I remember I was going to say, not to cut you off, Adam, I was just going to say, like, you asked about, like, first memory of him, and I, I remember picking up a magazine to because I was big into, like, the mock drafts. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I was wanting to see who the Sonics got. Right, right. Or who they were projected to get, you know. And I remember seeing his name. I don't think, I can't remember what, what pick the first, or first round pick the Sonics had that year, but I remember seeing, like, this guy, Kobe Bryant. We probably blew it. Actually, I don't even know if they had a first-round pick. That we year, drafted Drew Barry that year, 1996. <laughs> Drew Barry, wow! I patterned my game after him. <laughs> him and Toby Bailey. That I had to be that a had lot. to be a late-round pick. He was like pick. 57. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, but then, like seeing, like when you see highlights and stuff on TV, you're like, damn, this guy's, this guy's really like, you know. Could be something is what right. I was thinking. Like, okay, he's a high schooler. We'll see. That's what I remember. It's like, oh, okay, can the can a guard do it? Yeah, right. And, but he was he would dunk at people with that wide dunk. Right, but his he's arm always so spread out. It yeah, like, yeah. He's just so gangly. I, so I remember the the walk. He had that walk and that face. I mean, this guy, he's cocky. Right. Yeah. He's <laughs> he he's different. You know. That's how I remember. Like, you know, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it, but he had a walk like. I, I'm the dude in his gym. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how he entered, you know, he was the dunk contest that year. Mm-hmm. And then in the rookie game, you know, getting a little 30-piece in the rookie game. And then, you know, the dunk contest, he had a little swag. He flexed on him when he did the East Bay, you know. And, and it was like, okay, okay. And then, you know, fast forward for playoffs, Utah. Yep, that's what I was Stocked him alone. The, the confidence he had. I'm like, yo, this guy is like, he was not shy. Most rookies, you know, back then, they're not, they're not in crunch time, you know, trying to go for it. You know, they're trying to, you know, let the, uh, you know, let the vets take over. But man, he, he showed that swagger, man. And I, I remember him missing, and you know, crowd was you know jeering him and whatnot. Not just missing; he was he airballed. You know, airballed yeah, yeah, more than one. Right? Yeah, it was four. I think it was four in a row. Well, it was four big shots. I remember because they went to overtime. So I remember we had a buddy Sano who named his dog Kobe mm. when we were like in seventh or eighth grade or whatever. <clears throat> and so Kobe was like probably like in his second year, and I was like, "You named your dog Kobe? Really?" So I think I remember when he airballed those shots. I was like, "Oh man," you know. You're like, oh, that's, your, that's your guy. Yeah. But yeah, he like you say, he airballed those shots, but it didn't didn't stop him. Mm-hmm. No, you know, usually you, you, even in today's game, if someone airballs, if someone airballs two shots, they're probably not shooting again. Right, right. But he, he like he'll say, I know I can make it because I've made thousand times, and that was when he was under twenty years old. Mm-hmm. He knows he put that work in. I mean, and, yeah, I mean. And and even backing up again from that back to the draft, I was I always remember thinking because uh, the Lakers the Hornets drafted him obviously the Lakers traded for him. Now being being like they have Eddie Jones like why are they trading for this guy and Nick the Quick yeah right they had their backcourt set is what I was thinking mm-hmm. and I was like damn this guy must be good for them to trade you know 
I think they traded Vladi Divac. Mm-hmm. It was to the Hornets for him, and I was like, they're trading their center for a, for another g- a high school guard when they have Eddie Jones. I was thinking of Eddie Jones, but yeah, Nick Van Exel too. Uh, I was a big Nick the Quick fan. I like mm-hmm. he killed the Sonics always. So I always hated him, but I always enjoyed watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually liked Eddie Jones a lot too. That was Bruce's like favorite player. Yep, Eddie Jones. Mm-hmm. Jones signed to Team man. Jordan. I think he was an All Star that year, probably the '95 year, wasn't he? Who Kobe? No, no Eddie, Jones. Eddie. No Eddie Jones. Um, the year before they drafted Kobe, I think he was an All Star, or it might have been that same year. But um, I don't, I don't remember. I know they, they, the four of them were at the '98 All Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, there was four Lakers that made the All Star game in '98, um, I, and Kobe got. He got in. He got voted in for being a six man. Remember that was a big ordeal, right? He he hadn't even started like one or two games for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and people were like, "This young, you know." A lot of the older heads were like, "Man, he's got to earn it." And Kobe's like, "I'm just going to take it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I'm earning it every day in the gym. Where right. are you at?" Um, and you know, we didn't even really talk about that that draft class, right? Yeah, that that historic draft class. You have Iverson. You Nash, got, you got Nash Marbury. Was it Peja? Was Peja in '96? I feel like he's in that slam Peja. cover. No, he was. I think you're right. Cam- that- Marcus Camby, Samaki Walker, Camby, Jermaine yeah. O'Neal. You know, there's there's some players on there. Man, Iverson Marbury, you said both. Mm-hmm. Iverson Marbury. Garnett was Garnett. No, no Gar- was Garnett was a year before. T Mac was like Steve later. Nash. Yeah, Steve Nash. Yeah, Nash. Nash was on there. And Kobe. Ray Allen? Kobe, the yeah, one. Ray Allen. Ray Ray. Let's see. I'm going to pull it up. And Kobe, the high school one, ends up being the best. Yeah. Right. Sharif Abdurrahim. Yeah, Sharif Abdurrahim. Maybe one of the the best drafts ever, they say. All right. Kerry Kittles. That's and up there, yeah. I remember the, you know, I remember the slam. Yeah, yep. that slam right. cover. That's kind of one of my memories of, of you know, him on there. And then I, I kind of knew when he was going to break out. When the next year he had the fro going, he started growing out his hair. He had the fro going, and it was a preseason game at UNLV. Mm-hmm. He hit with the little deadly crossover, and then he he dunked from like the dotted line over Ben, ben Wallace. Wallace. I really? remember that, right? Dunked wow. over Ben Wallace, and I was like, okay, he he he's for real. I remember that. And then kind of you know just watching him, you know, all these years, uh, you just damn. You just knew from I for me, you knew from that point on like, yo, this guy's this guy's serious. He's a problem. This guy's serious. Um This I just remember the snarl. Right. Mm-hmm. The Kobe snarl. He'd I give love, you that look with it, his mouth kinda open, you're like right. you don't want none of this. Smart. I'm trying to tell you you don't want none of this. Um and all that stuff. I mean, especially coming from the scowl. Uh, coming from like Sonic fan, you know, same division as the Lakers. Pacific. Pacific division. Like I hated Kobe Bryant as player. Like he killed the. I mean, the Sonics. Mm-hmm. They they passed their prime. Obviously, when he got into his prime, they had already lost Kemp and Peyton and all that stuff. Peyton was still there for a little bit, but. But he, then, then, to continue on, say, all that stuff that he did, we just talked about the snarl, the, the confidence, the arrogance, all that stuff was like, man, I hate this. Well, dude. then, to continue on, jump a little bit. Him and Ray Ray had a serious beef. They did not get along at all. Mm-hmm. They for had the, games for the longest time. They battled, and you know, some people say it's from he got game. So they said that was supposed to be Kobe's movie, and Kobe supposedly turned it down, and then Ray took it. You know, now no, who knows? You know, maybe we maybe you'd have a whole different idea of Kobe if he was in he got game because that movie was just so likable. Yeah, right. you know. I wonder, like, if if Kobe turned it down, like, why? I wonder where the beef came from. Yeah, I don't know, but they're, they're, that's a known thing, and you can tell they did not like each other. Right, right. It started in preseason games. I've seen a special about it. Yeah, that they would talk crap in in the in the Seattle Times. They had you know because there was no Twitter, so they would talk crap via the media. Right, via quotes from mm-hmm. a reporter. Right. Um. Hey, Bruce, is there um, is there a game of Kobe's that really kind of sticks out in your mind for throughout his whole career? I know he has so many like endless amount of games that really where he did his thing but is there a, a certain point where it's just like man that you remember most or where you're just like you know you showed him the most love and respect um i you know kind of alluding to what santa was 
saying I wasn't um, as far as Kobe the player and being obviously in that division and, and in the Western <clears throat> you know, conference and all that, um, I wasn't much of a Kobe supporter uh, game-wise. So, I mean, for me, I, I just uh, um, the volume shooting and the lack of efficiency at times uh, really kind of got underneath my skin um, at that time of my life with Kobe, but he just was always so good at hitting the big shot and just giving you that dagger. Um, but like some of my greatest, <clears throat> I guess, Kobe memories on the court, um, you know, a lot of them were when he was still that number eight Kobe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of think of like, he was such a master of that, that baseline reverse dunk. Like that was just such in his arsenal. Um, and just me, I, me being my, you know, uh, being an athlete myself, I have a lot of respect for those who could show that athleticism, you know, that, that number eight Kirby was, you know, obviously pre a lot of injuries and, and a younger version. So I can, I always remember that reverse dunk that he gave on Latrell Sprewell when he was on the Knicks. Oh, like that's, that was so nasty. Um, and then a one that kind of, I feel like gets a little slept on is when, uh, when he had the uh, fast break against the Nuggets, I think um, I think Yarborough was guarding him. Yeah, Vincent Yarborough from gave, Tennessee. Yeah. I remember Yarborough. And he get, yeah, he gave him that that behind the back reverse dunk mm-hmm. on the on the one on one fast break. Prime. Oh man, just like the patience to pull that off um, and still get the banger. Um, so you know, those are a couple things I know. I remember when he when he put one in KG's throat on the baseline. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he gave it to one of Seattle's own Doug Christie. He gave, uh, coast, uh, Christie oh. that post work, yep. you know, Kobe mm-hmm. was a master with his back behind, with his back to the basket, mm-hmm. giving you that post work from the, um, from the guard position. And then just out of nowhere, right. Being able to bang out on it, you know, at the finish. So, right. And the one he gave Dwight Howard is still one of my favorites. Oh. Yeah. Out of Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Out of Orlando. I was just thinking about the game, you know, <clears throat> when Kobe hit the 12 threes, it was against the Sonics. You know? That's right. And it's like, you know, because for a guy, he, he could shoot, and he was a sh- wasn't a shooter. But at that time, making 12 threes in the NBA game was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, that was only for, you know, maybe specialists. But I mean, he was on. They weren't shooting 30 a game like they are now. I actually just listened to Calabro was on the radio and talking about that game, and he'd missed like his first five shots. So if Kobe misses his first five shots, that's probably a bad idea for the defense. That's probably bad news. Right. Because that means he's going to take every other one. Right? He makes his first five. He might be like, okay, I can get guys involved. Now he missed that first five. He's getting involved one right. way or another. And that's the game. He misses his first five, and he ends up making 12 threes. Like, that's crazy, man. He was, he was you know, he just, yeah. Because at that time, it was he had tied, I forgot who he had tied, Tracy Murray or something. I think it was just two mm-hmm. of them. Now, like Daniel Marshall, Daniel Marshall, that's yeah. who it was. Now there's like Chandler Parsons and some other guys. If it, oh, Curry's made like 14. Or no, Clay, or Clay, yeah, have, Clay, yeah. Clay broke the record. Um, but Kobe, man, against Seattle, 12 threes, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, another thing that kind of jumps out to me is the buzzer beaters, right? Like he was known as clutch from, from the beginning, ever He's, since that Utah which is, game, which is crazy because the analytical people. The people who love the analytics, they'll show off the percentages and how, you know, his clutch time scoring. That All that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. his – when push came to shove, like, I always feared, you know, cheering against him, I always feared that he was going to make it. Right? Every you dig time. Him, you know what I'm saying? So Everyone on the court, all 20,000 people in the arena knew who was mm-hmm. going to shoot the ball, and you couldn't stop it. It's right. because he, he was one of those guys. He's a in, – in the same kind of sense as Jordan was, like he was a guy that wanted the shot, and he did hit. He did hit a lot, so he's one of those guys that you're like, right. don't give him the shot. Right. He wants it. You'd rather have a guy that doesn't want to take it, take the shot. Right. And I think you know, for me, is you know when he the uh, the '98 All Star Game when he you know went one on one with with Jordan. And then he battled him at the United Center. That's when I was kind of like, okay, this guy's this guy's serious. And you know, throughout the years, you know, that the thing that really made me hate him, you know, even though I respected him a lot, like I when he first Kobe first came in, man, I was in eighth grade. I I wore number eight. You did? Yeah, I wore number eight in eighth grade. I freshman year, I had the you know, 
I had the crazy eights, you know. Those were filthy. But um, was you know like I said, Mike Bibby was my guy. You know, I felt like Kobe and the Lakers cheated. Got they they got the advantage, you know, unfair advantage in you know the Western Conference Finals in 0-2. Oh man, so, so the that, Robert Ory. Yeah, the Robert Ory, the Tim Donna. Uh, what is it, Tim Donahue? Tim Donahue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, and just throughout the throughout the course and time, you know, he had what he had sixty one at the Garden. That's a game that. That's, what I was gonna say, yes, he always performed at the Garden, and that's what the for the best mm-hmm. players. I remember he hit the running, the running game winner over D Wade. That that stood out. I remember All Star games was too. He always loved to challenge. He always stood up to like he always wanted to challenge against LeBron, and like, he always was like he wanted that competition. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean that's that that same like you can call it arrogance or cockiness or whatever. The same stuff that he came into the league and people resented was the same reason that people started respecting him. You oh know, yeah. As he got, as he got as he got into his prime and then, you know, in his later years obviously. Right. That's what made him Kobe. Yeah, right. man, and yeah, man, you just you see him like towards his, his later years, like how could you not respect somebody? This guy tears his tears his Achilles mm-hmm. and then he still shoots a free throws, makes both because free throws. Because they needed him too. Right. Makes both free throws and walks off. Like you know, Clay Thompson with the, you know, torn ACL, he did that in the finals. But that just, like, you, you respect the dude so much. Mm-hmm. You respect the dude so much. You I mean, know, he's so fun to hate. Right. But then it's just like, damn. It's the ultimate villain when you're right. when you're uh, on the other side of it. And then it's greatness. Right. You know, it's just, right, because he would have games of six for 28. And you could be like, look, see? Yeah. And right. the next game, oh, what? I'll get you for 50. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, you, want, you got a problem? Like. You know, he used to pay attention. Who was talking shit? You know. Uh, and I was also going to mention the um, Adam. You mentioned earlier the the 2008 gold medal game. Oh, when when I mean, take away what he did. Like we know what he did in the game, but the fact that he's on the court with the best team in the world, with the best players in the world at the time, Team USA, and he's the one. Mm-hmm. That took over and won the game for him. Yeah, that was his. Um, I think the year after he won MVP, two thousand two thousand nine. Which is fucked up. He didn't win more. Yeah, uh, yeah which is more. crazy. How he only has one MVP. But yeah, that's probably my all time. You know, non NBA performance of Kobe. That well, gold medal game was. Yeah, I mean that's one of my all time favorite Kobe medals or um, moments ever. Was that gold medal game? I remember we were at Charlie's house. And Charlie was yelling at the TV because, you know, Rudy Fernandez was kind of giving Kobe work. And he was like, well, he can't play defense. And just Charlie was just all over him. And, you know, that's when Ja got in the um, got on oh, the Rudy Fernandez tip. He was on the Rudy big um, time. But, man, you know, when push came to shove, man, you know who the, you know who Team USA was going to. And Everyone defers to him. They, he's the elder you know, statesman. He's the alpha of the alphas. And yeah. LeBron, D. Wade, um, Melo, they were all like, all right, take us home, Kobe. And, and he did. And he hit that four-point play, just put his finger up to his mouth, telling the crowd to be quiet. Mm-hmm. What country was that in? It was uh, 08 was that in uh, China? Mm. Was it Maybe. the China Olympics? The Beijing Olympics, yeah, I think so. Beijing, because 2012 was in London. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was Beijing. Yep. Right. So, yeah, man, Kobe's just, man, he it's just, you know, we, we go through all these memories I and mean, just talking about him and, you know, it's just, there's so much. There's so much like we could we could spend hours and hours talking about you know stuff that we remember for from him and the one thing that I wish we got and I think the world wished we got was Kobe Lebron in the finals mm. and I think that was supposed to be in '09 when I think Lebron and them lost to the Magic, the, the Magic in the Eastern Conference Finals um, or even the year that he lost to the Celtics because the Celtics or is that. The year the Celtics, two thousand ten. Yeah, but then that was when all that. Yeah, that was when all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like someone said, 
three of the best players, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, none of them ever played each other in a series. Like MJ and Kobe never got to play each other in a series, even though it overlapped a little bit. Still would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kobe's the only one that played both of them in their primes. I mean, you kind of count MJ, I guess. In well, he was young. 97, yeah. 96, 97. Mm-hmm. See that, and that's that's the one thing because you know he would have been ready for that. <laughs> he tells Jordan. You've seen the interview. He told no, no, Jordan. No. Well, the Jordan, but I'm talking about the LeBron. Oh, oh yeah. man, because that would have they he would have put to bed a lot of arguments. Right. Whoever would have won, they would have guarded each other, and right. it, it just would have been oh, it would have been classic. I would have been so intrigued to see that. Um, yeah, because oh Kobe versus Hidu Turgaloo just didn't have that same effect, no. man. Right. Or Richard or who was off the bed, like JJ Reddick. The Celtics was good. Courtney was, Lee. Right. You know, it's not it's not it's, <laughs> it's not funny the same. that you guys you guys talked about, you know, you talked about these championship series and uh one actually and it sticks in my mind and obviously with Kobe in in the court you're gonna get uh, some highs and lows and stuff, but like one memory that does stick in my mind. Speaking of championship series, uh, it's just that 2004 NBA Finals. Um, you know, that's obviously when they had that the 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 dream team. You know, when they had Kobe and Shaq and Carl and KG or K, you know, G, GP and and you know Rick Fox and that lineup, and they go get knocked out 4-1 against those Pistons, you know, that mm-hmm. Pistons team with, you know, Chauncey and Rip and Sheed. Um, and that always sticks to my mind because I, I, I'm just thinking, like, oh, wow, like, this team's loaded. They're going to crush this Pistons team. And I remember uh, being at Nationals uh, in uh, Texas, at University of Texas, watching the games, um, and I am just was just shocked at, like, how well – you know, that Pistons team played against, you know, Kobe with all those other veterans leading that team. It was just like, whoa. Carl got hurt a little bit. Yeah, he didn't play yeah. after he didn't play after game one. And then yeah. GP was still he was trying to figure his way to get in there. I mean, he, GP yeah. wasn't a, a point guard for the triangle. Right. But I mean so. I remember there Detroit's thing was, you know, like, all right, let's Let's see if anybody else can beat us outside of Shaq. You know, that was their that was their thing and you know Kobe yeah. Kobe struggled. You know, Kobe struggled. Yep. I mean he scored but you know it wasn't efficient. So um you know, it's then you know, kinda moving forward to like the end of his career, you know, he battled through so many injuries. You know, like we said, they separated. You know, he had a torn labrum or whatever, rotator that's what, cuff. That's what five rings will do to you. Right, dislocated and, and players, You know, coming into the league at what eighteen? And a grown man, and you know, he he, you know, he's from that old school. He didn't take days off. No, right. He was, was eighty no to eighty-two every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was no load management. Yeah, then. and he, uh, yeah. So you know, towards the end of his career, and, and the thing, you know, his work ethic was second to none. There, I don't think there's anybody in the league who worked harder. I mean, he got that Jordan, that Jordan work ethic, um, but with a better diet and probably less uh, inhibitors, right. like smoking. Right. Or probably didn't drink much. Like there's a Iverson had a little piece about Kobe, mm-hmm. and he said in the rookie year he saw him after the game. And Kobe was like, "Where are you about to go?" He's like, "Oh, to the club." And he's like, "Where are you about to go?" He's like, "Work out to the gym." Right. He's like, damn, he's about to go to the gym? He's in L.A. You know, it's time to party. Nah, man. It's time to be great. Right. No, I mean, I was reading, uh, speaking of that airball game against Utah, and I think it was what, his second year or whatever it was, they said he flew back. Uh, that night when they flew back, he went straight to the, to the gym. He went straight to the gym. He was a, up shots. He was obsessed with being great, and that's that's the thing that like, you, you – you can't help but respect that as much as we all like gave him a bunch of shit and hated on him. Like you can't help but respect. More like, of it was just to mess with the fans, right? You right. know, just 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 to you know piss them off, tick them off a little bit because Kobe's you know one of the best to ever do it, man. There's no two ways around it. Like there was a Brian Shaw interview, and he said that they were watching game film, and he was like. Uh, they were showing how Kobe was like, he was he was shooting crazy shots, and that after the game, Kobe said, "Well, I feel good about going one on five, you know." And then he was like, "Yeah, like that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm ready for that shot." 
And then like the other player, like Rick Fox, was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, straight up told him to his face, "I feel like I have a better chance to make that shot one on five than everyone else." You know, and fucked with some people, but that's who he was. Yeah, I'm gonna take this shit because I've practiced this. I've been in this gym, and he hit those game winners. Right. So you know, and and how could you not like love and respect you know his last game? You know they just aired it last night um, on ESPN. But how could you not? It was the same day, the last day of the regular season. The war. I remember the Warriors. We're going for the record, the Bulls record of 72, you know, eclipsing 72 wins. Um, but then Kobe, they were on ESPN, too. And Kobe's game was on ESPN um, versus the Jazz. And how could, man, just re-watching that game last night, man, it, it honestly gave me the chills. Just just thinking about it and just, man, almost basically almost 40 years old. And he... Out here getting sixty, you know, first a good p- playoff defensive team. I think they missed the playoffs because they lost that game. Did it come down to that? They were. I think someone else might have won yeah, during halftime or yeah, something. Yeah, they won. Yeah, and knocked them out like during halftime. Right, but they right. were in the race coming into the day. They had a chance to be the eight. But the, the you know Utah's always playing good D. Mm-hmm. Gordy, if you and I watched the game again last night, they weren't giving him anything. No, they were playing defense. He was defense. getting his. They were playing mm-hmm. defense. And that's the only that's that was you'll never see another player go out that way. No. Right. And cuz yeah, unless your player retired at 28, and Kobe retired at like 38. And it, and it wasn't like uh it wasn't like a blowout either way. They needed every point. They were down. Yeah. They were losing with like Ten, three, I think they were like three minutes like, left. Yeah, with like 3 minutes left. Which goes to the 81 point game, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched that game plenty of times cuz yeah. When it happened, I remember I was at UW and I, I, I was burning copies. I was burning DVDs of it. I downloaded it and burned them. Was slanging that joint, you know? Who owns a copy of the eighty-one pointer? Well, how could we, we didn't have about D- the eighty-one? We didn't have DVR game. and shit, right? So it was like, how else were you? you didn't you, that game wasn't on YouTube. You couldn't watch it on YouTube in in oh five or six, whenever that was. So it was like I had the DVD and it was like, man, and watching that game, you're like, me at fifty-five in the second half. You know, right. I mean, look at that starting five. It was like Chris Mim. Smush Parker, right. I mean bums. Yeah, and then Lamar. That was it. He had to do it. He didn't do it because, you know. I yeah, I remember I was at my my wife's house at the, at the time. My girlfriend, you know, not my wife, but I was at her house watching the game, and it was just kind of surreal. Like you hate him. Like I can't, like we keep retracing back to the fact that we didn't like him. But you we didn't just, cheer for him. We, we didn't, didn't cheer, cheer for him. Hate in terms of the basketball sense. Like, you know, yeah, we, we, yeah, we yeah. hated him as a player. It, him getting 81 points, like, even doing that in a video game is hard. You know, and to do that in real life. And, you know, it's not like, like, this is an NBA game. It's not a pro-am. It's not an exhibition. It's not versus, a like, a Euro team, a t- you know, a Euro League or whatever. Like, this is an NBA team with veteran players and whatnot and this guy just really got an 81 like right and, and not so it, many he didn't even hit that many threes i was gonna say when you watch that game you you're like man he could have scored 100 just because we've seen kobe make so many shots i mean he had his stretches but you're like man he missed a lot of shots that he normally makes right he could have had 100 in that game he's that good because, you know, if it was another guy, you're like, okay, he was just hot. Like, no, nah, he was just Kobe for yeah. 48 or, damn minutes. Or when he had 60 through three quarters. Against, like, a, Dallas. Good, a good, that team, I don't know if they won, I think they might have went on to win the championship that year, that Dallas team. So they were good. The championship? No, I don't think it they was were that. Good. They were uh, good, though. It was it was a couple years before that. But they were good. They right. were, he didn't do this versus, like, the weakest teams in the league. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's when he was at his best, was when he was playing. That's why he would never take a night off. He'd always rise to the competition. He'd have to let whoever he's playing against know, I'm better than you, bro. Right. Don't you go around thinking you're better than me in any time. So, yeah, I mean, the 81-pointer was just, I mean, second most in history, right? There's no, you know, and there's been guys that have had big games, 60s, 70s. I think Booker had a 70, but yeah. it was, like, weird. There's, like, you know, people – Talking crap about that, 
I mean, they they, they kind of force fed him there. Yeah, and they then, lost and by a lot, lost. by a lot, and they lost. And, and then and there's like the David Robinson game where he seventy one the last game of the scoring title. To they be obviously Shaq. fed him. Yeah, but Kobe was like, I mean, they Kobe was like, no one's feeding me. I'm just gonna feed myself. Right. right. But look who uh, he he thing is he didn't start off killing. He let those other guys be bums, and then he's like, well, then I guess I have to do this then. Right. You guys have left me no choice. <sighs> yeah, man. So. You know, and, you know, we talk about this and then, you know, after he retired, you know, he, he kind of like, you kind of didn't hear from him for a while, little bit. Kind of like when you retire, some some guys like to kind of feel their, feel their way out and see what they want to do with life and just enjoy being a regular person, you know, just having a family and being a dad, being a dad, a husband, you know, just kind of, you know, just kind of figuring things out what life after basketball you know so bruce what you know for for his post career what what kind of stood out there you know what what stood out for his post career for you uh, i mean just like how he shared his mental approach and his uh you know thought process of the game um you know, and so obviously what sticks out to me is like the, the one thing is that the detail series and just like <clears throat> I've listened to a couple of those. And obviously there's since that's been had some success, there's, you know, obviously spinoffs with that where you've seen it trickle down to the um, NFL and then um, and MMA does it as well. Um, and so, you know, Kobe started that and just hearing, you know, what goes through his mind as he's uh, breaking down film and, and breaking down opponents. Um, it's, it's just it was kind of neat to get an inside look of that and the mind, the mind of the Mamba. So. Mind of the Mamba. I like that. Mind of the Mamba. Right. I mean, that's why detail was so cool. That's why he won that Grammy. Yeah. Know? I mean, he was going to Oscar, 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 yeah, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. which is that's Grammys are that's so dope. Within two, like two years of retiring, he's right. winning Oscars. Yeah, man. Uh, and he's in, in from everything you see is like, you know, he's an excellent father. Four girls. You see the interviews? I'm a girl dad. I love him. Yeah, that's, I think the, the thing for me that kind of, I think why this, this whole situation kind of hits me hard. And like I said, you know, I, off the rip, you know, we, we were all kind of emotional the past couple of days and, you know, we have been, and even today, I just, you know, thinking about stuff, had tears in my eyes and, you know, just kind of thinking about, you know, the vic the other victims that, you know, also passed and, you know, they're also a sister or a daughter or a mother, a wife, you know, you, you think about them and you think about, you know, you think about his little girl, you know, his, you know, Gigi, you think about her or Gianna, um, 13 years old. It hits close home. It hits close to home for me because my boy is 13. You know, my son, my oldest is 13. And I just, you know, looking at him and, and, uh, and I have a daughter, you know, I have a four year old at home. And it, it, it just, it, he was he passed away being a father doing what a father does like mm -hmm. doing what he loved to do with his daughter his daughter was getting so involved in the game and all his recent interviews talk about that his daughter was getting so involved in the game he, and he it was something that he embraced she got him to go to NBA right. games again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had her favorite players, and she would ask him questions. And, you know, you could tell their bond was so deep. And that, and I think that's the part that kind of kills me. And every time I see pictures of them, and uh, it, it just it just makes me so sad, you know. And just I just mourn. And I think that was, the, that was probably the dope thing to see. And, you know, Another dope thing for us is, you know, one of our friends, you know, got to coach against him. You know, um, you know, Mo, one of our friends, Mo, got to coach against Kobe, got to know Kobe, a little bit talk to him. So Kobe was following him on Instagram. I seen that. See, following Mo of all people. That's awesome. Yeah, Bruce's guy. So it's like, you know, 
It's a. Uh, and uh, I talked a little bit to Mo last night about it, and he said Gianna's last game was against Mo's team. Mo's a buddy of ours from high school. Coaches, yeah. big time women's girls coach. Right, former former D one college coach. Um, yeah. That's crazy. His last, her last game was against Mo. And her next game was Jason was against Jason, Jason Terry's, Terry's team. Yeah. And man, just uh, my heart just my heart hurts, man. My heart my heart really hurts. It's just so it's so unfortunate you know i i I just couldn't even fathom like losing any of my kids you know what i'm saying like much less one of them you're not gonna imagine losing a kid and you know and the fact that kobe was just being such a good dad you know you could just see it you just you can see that and that, that that is that's the type of shit that just that is eats at me, you know, because I put that's every child's or every parent's worst nightmare is like seeing losing your kid, you know. And Kobe, like he experienced that, you know, also in his own life. And I know, I pretty much guarantee if he could, he would do anything to, you know, make sure she was cool and and still alive. And you know, he would go. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's what I think. I, I know for me that that's. I would do that too, you know. So, oh man, I'm, I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of getting choked that, up. That's what when you have that kid, right? It's not about you anymore. You're nah, living, you're living man, for other people. It, it, it's and not. You trade man. places in a heartbeat. It's not. It's not about you. Um, but yeah, shout man, like Vanessa. You know, obviously, you yeah, think about Kobe's man. wife. She just lost her husband and one, one of her, her four, one of her four daughters. They just had a newborn like six months ago. So she'll she'll ne- unfortunately she'll never know her father, in person. She'll she'll read about him and she'll know who he was and what kind of man he was. But yeah, I mean, you know they lost their father, but I'm sure there's 450 NBA players that'll that'll be you know helping out. They'll you know I'm sure D Wade and LeBron and these guys they're gonna be at you know whether it's a recital or the oldest daughter's volleyball game. These guys are gonna be there to support. Right. But that's that's something I was thinking about, like, you know, with Gigi, you know, she was probably going to be a college basketball player. Kobe would have been at those college basketball games. If she was to ever get drafted to the WNBA, I mean, can you imagine Kobe at the WNBA draft when his daughter's a projected pick? Like, his face, man, how happy he would be. Right. You know, we've talked about the Hall of Fame speech that we're not going to see now, who he was going to call on to talk about him. Who he was going to go in with. Yeah. That's probably one of the best classes ever. KG, Timmy, Kobe. Man. And then, you know, like, I think one of our friends said, like, he's supposed to get old, you know, and gray in 60 and 70 and come to games and get standing ovations and show up at the NBA Finals. Like we see Bill Russell do. Right. And show these young kids, y'all are nice, but if y'all would have played in the 90s and the 2000s, I would have bust your ass. Right. It's exactly what Kobe would have told him, too. And, and that's something that he was giving back to the game, too, you know, with the Mamba Academy. And he was holding workouts with guys, you know, privately. You know, he's worked out with certain numerous guys like, you know, Westbrook and Kawhi and Giannis and Tatum. I think Paul George even, you know, he's worked out with those guys. Kyrie um, being like a mentor to these guys, you know, giving it back to the game because the game was giving him so much, you know, it was dope to see him. It was dope seeing him give back, you know, when he had that Mamba Academy or, you know, the Mamba, whatever it was, you know, for two days, two, three yep. days. It, it was cool. It was cool to see, you know, the names, you know, shout out to our guy, you know, Washington's own IT. He was out there. He's a guy who, you know, was really close with Kobe too. You know, Clarkson and, you know, just so many guys, Tobias Harris, Booker, you know, all those guys, man. There's just so, man. That's how Kobe will live on. All the traits he's passed on to all these other players, they'll keep it going because that's all they can do. I mean, from from here on going out, it's like going forward, it's always going to be different, you know. When you lose a player at such a young age, like, you know, we watch all these old players – getting to the top 50 all time or, or, or 
you know, show up when they can and do these interviews at 50, 60, 70 years old. And without Kobe, who's one of the best of all time, you know, it's just there'll always be a void without Kobe in the NBA. I mean, pretty much our whole lives, all we've known is Kobe in the NBA. Right. And now it's like, you know, there's NBA and now there's no more Kobe. And it's just, ne- it'll never be right. It'll never right. seem the same. So I don't think it's ever really going to like set in. We'll never get over it. Yeah. It, well, when we're old and 70. I, it's just something so so sudden and tragic. Like it's something when you don't expect it. Yeah. Like he I wasn't, like Sandal touched on it earlier. He wasn't sick. He didn't have like, you know, there wasn't nothing wrong. It's just one of those freak things in life that just happen, and it's just, you know, the there's so many questions as to why, why somebody like him, uh, you know, why, you know, and you don't understand, and uh, it's just hard. It, it, it's hard, you know, like, like I continue to say, it's just, you know, like we lost a friend, you know, and it's... You know, uh... I know for for me, what I reflect on is the uh, um, the kind of the totality um, of the incidents. Obviously, it's, it's hard. Anybody who passed, obviously, you think about uh, you know the nature and things of what happens and circumstances, and if it was their time or not. But um, for me, and I, I just want to touch base on this because I know kind of in the society that we we're in we we tend to sometimes fall fall into the the celebrity but i i i think it's it's not right it'd be unjust to not mention you know not to harp on the totality of everything that was everyone that was there um obviously we're we're a podcast on the nba and stuff and uh and i I don't know the the pain of a parent um as i wouldn't know that as intimately as as obviously you adam and stuff but i think of the pain of just losing human life in general regardless of of what those individuals may have done in their career so for me like the incident just reflecting on how nine people in the totality regardless of who who they were um you know lost lost their lives uh in such a sudden way you know and and um I know the media obviously is going to focus more on 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 uh, the celebrity and things like that, but I just wanted to kind of say, you know, like you know, the victims as far as their names in totality, like John Altobelli, fifty six, Carrie Altobelli, forty six, Alyssa Alt- Altobelli, thirteen, Christina Mauser, thirty eight, Sarah Chester, forty five, Peyton Chester, thirteen, Aria Zabania. 50 Kobe Bryant 41 and Gianna Bryant 13 you know and what striked me a lot is um you don't want to see any life life's loss of of anyone any of those nine and all of them you know clearly uh passed before their time but for me it really registers a lot that those those three 13 year old girls never had a chance to experience like obviously we don't want those adults passed before their time um, but at least they had, had a chance to experience some of the things that we take for granted. You know, those 13-year-old uh, uh, children, you know, didn't, you know, got a chance to go to high school or go to high school prom or get their first recruiting uh, letter or offer or, you know, experience going to college or driving a car um, or being 18 or 21 and those just those benchmarks that we have. And so... I don't want to, you know, lost in the shuffle, the the whole, all of them as a whole, those nine lives, especially those young people. Yeah, it's just, it's just something that, um, that's awesome, Bruce. Right. You, you, like I said, you know, that, it's just tragic, you know, them, you know, gone too soon, you know, I guess is the, the correct way to say it. And, you know, like, like you said, not to take anything away from those 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 families or you know the people involved because like i said you know people you know who who got lost in the tragedy or it was a mother was a a wife or a a, a daughter or a son or you know a a dad a husband those are the type of things like you know like you said death is not never good but when it happens 
so sudden it and you know unexpectedly and, and tragic it, it just it gets hard it gets hard to you know accept and and deal with but ah oh, man um oh yeah sorry this it's tough yeah it's tough to go on you know the mama mentality would tell us you know to go on that's what these players you know when these guys had to play these games the mama mentality is the only reason they could probably play you know <clears throat> like Kyrie's as close as Kyrie took the day off you know because he might have been as close to Kobe as anybody right and we saw the guys like Tyson Chandler and P.J. Tucker, Austin, Austin Rivers. Rivers. Every Lance. single player in the NBA, you know, pretty much at this point, idolized Kobe at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, even LeBron did because there was about a six, seven-year difference there. And he's, you know, he told the story about getting his shoes, you know, from Kobe when Kobe was in the league and he was, you know, hoping he could do it at high school, you know. And, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like Mike said, like MJ said, he's the only thing that, you know, that can hold a candle to me, you know. He's just, he's just, he was a special dude, man. They don't make him like that. Uh, you know, we've all, it's just cut short, we've all been robbed. Mm-hmm. You know, Vanessa's robbed of a husband, they're robbed of a father, and we're robbed of a person who personifies our our generation, our era, you know, like shooting, you know, like they always say now, shooting the little into the trash can. Kobe, Kobe, you know, first it was Jordan and then it turned into Kobe. Right. And, uh, yeah, man, greatest Laker of all time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. And I'm, I'm anxious to see how the NBA uh, cherishes Kobe or, you know, how they – how they honor him coming up with the all-star game. There's talk about maybe doing one team wears eight and one team wears 24. The NBA has always been really good at that kind of stuff. So I'm sure they're going to have an amazing tribute as well as the Lakers will, you yeah. know. And then we're going to see his Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. And see, I'm sure that's going to be another big uh, they tribute. They canceled the Lakers and Clippers game. They postponed it. So for tonight, yeah. Yeah. And then the first game the Lakers are going to play is against Portland. You know? So, like, I, I heard a Calabro on the radio, and he's going to be doing that game. You know? That's going to be crazy. He was talking about it. Like, he's done Kobe's games since he was a rookie when he was when Calabro was with the Sonics. And, uh, yeah, you know, what's amazing to me is how did, you know, when you hear all these stories, like, man, this guy who's so famous – but yet he could make so many touches on so many people, whether it's like a sports center anchor or a coach, you know, like, like Mo, just one girl's coach, mm-hmm. you know, or so many different people. He had time to embrace it, everybody and not just little like, oh, what's up? Like, like with Zeke, Zeke will tell you that when he got to meet him, you know, he, uh, he threw another guy and he's like, hey, this is Zeke, you know, and then someone grabbed Kobe and tried to pull him away someone that knew him, you know, and Zeke was like, oh, damn. And then the, and then the guy, Kobe was like, no, no, man, hold on. He's like, so what's up, Zeke? You good? Like, he remembered his name, right? Like, who is that to him? You know, it's over, you know, like, you just another guy taking a picture. He put his arm around him and took a picture with him. Like, that's cool. That shows a lot about who he was, you know. Right. You know, that, that you know, if I was famous and someone was like, hey, here's Bob. Okay. What's your name again? You know, you know he, he didn't have to say that. He knew that. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show those are those are the small stories about Kobe that are like, man, this dude is real, you know. Yeah, he was a cold blooded killer on the court, but off the court, man, he was just he was just dude, man. He was a dude and a dad, right? A girl dad, like right. he said, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, this is this is the part, like we said, it's the part we didn't want to do, right? It's, it's, you know, it, therapeutic, you know, because we're all really tight. We're like brothers, and, you know, it's therapeutic for us. You know, we talk about it. We confide in one another, and, 
you know sometimes sometimes that's what you need to do you know when you don't know how to deal with sudden you know something tragic you know so sudden and uh you know th- this part has been extremely difficult you know trying to trying to fight back the uh you know man trying to fight back the emotions and just trying to be trying to be calm and collective during this it's not easy you know for guys who weren't laker fans or who weren't um huge kobe fans it's you know we we're human sorry about that noise i don't know what that is in the background (laughs) yeah some some te- but it, like you said, whether you loved him or hate him, he made you have an emotion strongly, one way or another. Right. You're like, man, this dude is the best thing I've ever seen. How could anyone never anything say anything bad? Or someone's like, what? You know, you think he's the best ever? Or you know, you have this emotion that was so strong, it was like no, it was black and white. Right. right. He's know? not Mike. Nobody's gonna be a my, be our goat. Right. You know? And that's another thing. If there was Mike, never a Mike. You know, Kobe could be revered differently too. You know, right? Yeah, but Kobe did. Um, like he openly tell you know I studied Mike's game, right? Um, which you could tell. Which is which is like why in a way it's like why didn't we try and, to do that? And I, yeah, and I always <laughs> because we're not that good. That, I mean, that's one of the points I wanted to say. Like, I you know I've been, we've been listening to TV and all the tributes and stuff, and some of the stuff I've heard is that like Kobe wasn't liked because he tried to emulate Mike's game so much growing up, and I'm always like. Why would that make him? Why would that? Why would people not like him for that? Like, why would that be something that like people hold against him? You know, it's not like, like yeah, it's not like Mike was a bench player, right? He's trying he's to a, emulate. He's aspiring to be the, the best, the goat. And I never understood that. Like, I get, I guess people are like, oh, he's carbon, trying to copy carbon him. copy. I guess maybe, but, but he always said, I want to be better than Mike, right? Right. And it's not like he was some twelfth man trying to do this and like making a fool of himself. This he actually could be considered. The best, and it's crazy. He, he ended up being like the same height, like yeah. the same body, all of it, right? Same type of game, but took way better care of his body. You know, yeah. they, there was a story I was I was hearing that Kobe was like seventeen or eighteen, and he was after a game, and he was like chilling with like he was in the ice bath, like waist deep. You know, like he already knew at that age. It might have even been in high school. He's already that taking care of his body. Like I wasn't icing my body in high school. Like no way. I mean, if it would, maybe an ice pack, not my whole body. Right. But he knew, man. Yeah. Right. I mean, some of the, uh, some of the other stuff, like outside of the NBA, like what other what other players, you know, speak? How many? What does he only speak? Three languages? Four languages? Three for sure, and maybe Italian two others pretty Spanish well. Spanish fluently, I know. And he'll speak a little bit of even they said even Arabic and Serbian. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was, he they had that Luka Doncic. Was, right. like, who's the speaking Slovenian behind me? And it was Kobe. I'm, you know, but that just goes to show, man. He taught himself how to play the piano. Right. This guy was a genius, man. Yeah. He wasn't it's afraid to ask somebody that was good at something else, like that was good as what he was, at what he does. Not, not afraid to ask them, like, how do you do it? Right. And then what his, is your mentality? His work ethic would just lead, get him to do whatever he wanted. Right. It didn't matter if you were an actor or a comedian. You were great. He wanted to know what made you great. Right. Because I want to be great in, in more than just this. I, that's the thing we're going to miss is how many more things he was going to be great at. Right. Yeah. That's, and, that's one um, of those things we'll never know now, unfortunately. But, you know, yeah. RIP to Cobster, man. Right. Our, you know, rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace to all the other victims involved, you know, most especially his daughter, Gianna. You know, our, our condolences and prayers are with um all the families all the families um you know let this kind of let it be a thing for everybody is just you know it's it's interesting when when tragedy hits you know things kind of open our eyes so you know just you know my my thing for everybody listening is to hug your hug your loved ones a little bit tighter you know, and tell them that you love them because you never know, man. Embrace, embrace each day. You know, you know it sounds cliche, but man, after what we just witnessed, you know, and even last week we witnessed some tragedy in Seattle downtown. Broad know? daylight, nine-year-old got shot in the leg. Right, 
You know, a woman passed away. You know, we see we see all this senseless violence, and you never know what can happen. So just just always make sure you. Yeah, twenty twenty, man. I don't like it so far, man. Right, rough start. Just take advantage of life and just you know, man. Don't take it for granted, man. That's that's my that's my parting shot. Absolutely, man. Well said, Adam. We love Kobe. We love you, listeners. Thanks for sticking with us. This is a tough one, man. We debated if we were going to do it or not, but, you know, we had to. He's been such an influence on us. Right. Grew up with him. Man. He was in our living room. Yep. Hell of times. But with that said, man, RIP, Kobe. Thanks, guys. <laughs>